Welcome to Dark Insight number 63. This is the E3 special. That's right. We're not talking about the weather. We're not talking about games we've been playing. We're not talking about anything but stuff that was at E3. I am joined by the person that has hosted this podcast the most, Mr. Vader Van Oden, Charles Turner itself. How are you today, Charles? Very good. Thank you very much. I'm also joined by our youngest co-host, Mr. Brian Wade. How are you today, Mr. Wade? Is that actually true? I think Josh might actually be younger than me. Yeah, but his beard gives him at least five years, so you got to add that in. (laughs) Anyway, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about some E3. uh, Yeah, let's talk about some video games. We're going to talk about some goddamn video games. Uh, Just to to get out there, we are going to have a normal episode this week, so uh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, which will be Sunday, uh, this should be episode number 63. We're going to have an episode uh, either 64 or 65, which we're going to be joined by another fantastic guest where we're just talking about general stuff that happened this week. So, And if you're listening to this like 10 years from now, thanks. That's really cool, and none of this matters to you because it's E3 2017, and we're all Boy. probably dead. So, <laughs> uh, Before we get into the actual games, I'm, I'm going to spring this one on you guys. I'm kind of curious how each of you have devoured E3 this year. Did you uh, take off work? Did you just sit at home and catch whatever streams you could? Did you just watch a bunch of YouTube videos when you got home? Vader, why don't you go first? How did you how did you experience E3 2017? Uh, most of the big conferences, I just listened to while I was at work. Um, and would just flick over to it when I was, something interesting came up. So yeah, I was just watching at work um, because of the time zones. Uh, and I start work early. So most, I think Nintendo was the only one that started at like four in the morning or something stupid here. So I missed that one and, and had to catch up later. Yeah, um, the, uh, the even for the United States, the time zones were a little weird. Like Bethesda went at like 11 o'clock my time, I think, or like 11 o'clock Pacific, which would be like 10 in the morning or something. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Did not understand some of the time zones they were using. Yeah. Um, I think I think it seemed like they were trying to put, cater to most of the world so most mm-hmm. people could try and watch it at a decent time. But yeah, it was, it was pretty straightforward. I watched less like interviews. Previous years I've sat there and watched some like, you know, during the actual conference um, when it actually opens up, they, they have like a lot of the like GameSpot and stuff. They have interviews with developers. I watched a lot less of that this year than I have previously. Was that just a function of being kind of busy and distracted by real really, world yeah, stuff? Were you, were you just not too interested? Busy too busy uh mostly too busy and i was disappointed with some of the non-surprises coming out of the c3 i, I think that's a common year. feeling amongst the <laughs> amongst the people out there brian what about you did you take off this entire week of work so you could watch all of this stuff and then record eight hours with a podcast about it let me tell you about a little website called twitter.com i love twitter.com that's one of my favorite places to be on the internet yeah it's it's my favorite terrible place to be on the internet and Twitter told me about all of the video games that I that I didn't watch streams of because I was either working or asleep for most of them. 
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, that said, that said, when I whenever I could, I I tend to uh, I tend to watch Giant Bombs uh, stream coverage mm-hmm, when they do mm-hmm. the they talk over the the pressers. Yep. So those are, uh, I, I watched those are, I watched their their Nintendo one at the very least. Those are very good. I watched uh, their. I didn't watch. I watched a bit of their Sony, uh, their Microsoft coverage, and then I uh, watched their Nintendo coverage. I did not watch their Sony coverage because Sony is such a weirdly extravagant thing that I just kind of didn't want to see Giant Bomb like distracting from that. I was kind of like, okay, I, I am into what Sony's going to do. Well, I'm kind of glad that I did. So it's been interesting. Like yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't felt compelled to watch as much content as I did. Although. I was uh, in the afternoons. I was home a little bit more than I usually am during this week, and uh, I would definitely turn on like the Nintendo Treehouse or the Sony Twitch stream as they were showing off games. And it definitely seemed like the conferences were less important this year compared to the stuff that was happening around the conference. Like they were showing off stuff at the Sony thing like an hour before that they didn't show off in the conference at all. Stuff like like significant gameplay looks into stuff like Vampire and things like that that they have not shown. So it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, that pre-hour to Sony was pretty cool. Like they they announced brand new things we never heard of before the conference, which is yeah. right before the conference, which is kind of <laughs> mind-boggling. Uh, well, I guess we've been calling for that though, because we, people like complain if the conferences run too long and there's too much just like waffle. So it's it, in some ways it's good they kept the conference very short, short and precise and bombastic, but yeah, filled in time around it. But it was a yeah, that was my that was my favorite thing about Nintendo's conference is that their whole thing was over in half an hour. Like they just yeah. got in, got out. They they said the, what they wanted to say, and it was great. I'll, yeah. I'll, I think that all of them accomplished that to to a degree. I, I was yeah, kind Xbox of Xbox um, dragged. Yeah, I, th- I felt like my, I felt Xbox dragged a little bit. <laughs> they had they about a new it. box. So yeah, but they had technical stuff to talk about, which was a little different than anybody else there. Um, and it's weird because I am just totally uninterested in the xbox one x as it's now been officially titled which shout outs to former guest in front of the show patty stardust for his pre e3 twin humanities episode where he totally called the xbox one x i don't know how the fuck he did that (laughs) but good work partner um but yeah i'm totally just uninterested in it except for and we have a comment from our, our good buddy cliff later of how it's going to force game developers and uh sony to support more 4k stuff so were you guys interested at all? This is the first E3 that they've shown new hardware where I was like, meh, whatever. It, it, to me, it, for me, it soured the conference a little because it's the same as how I felt last year. It's like I've got an Xbox One S. Like, they just spent the time telling me how irrelevant what, I, I've, what I've got is. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. And then what I find it ironic that they spent the first 10, 20 minutes talking about 4K and how cool it is and how necessary it is. And that you've got to spend this extra ton of money to use it. And then the rest of the conference was games that are all stylized, fan, um, pretty graphics that really don't need 4K. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not high, like, high detailed games. They're just, yeah, they really, really don't need 4K. And I find that really contradictory. And it just mixed messages. 
Yeah, it's it's weird because, you know, for the second year in a row, we've had a bunch of 4K HDR stuff, and they're showing you these videos, which, especially for the Sony conference, which I had a lot of trouble streaming, and I think a lot of people had a lot of trouble streaming. Like, I was running that at, like, 360p. Like, 360p. That's not that's not a lot of Ps, y'all. That's, that's very, it's, it's very little Ps. It's definitely not 2160p. It's... Yeah, it's not it's not twenty one hundred and sixty PV, and even then, my TV wouldn't even be able to do anything with that. TV would be looking at me like, "What the hell, dude? I can't do anything with that." <laughs> uh, I do want to give a, before we get into the meat of the show. I do want to give a quick shout out to our Discord channel uh, because th- we had quite a group of people hanging out for at least during the Sony conference, but pretty much all week we had some people idling in our little E three channel. So yeah. thank you to. I'm probably going to forget some people, so I'm just going to apologize in advance. But most of the most of our regulars, we had uh, uh, Nikki was in there a lot. Kay was in there a lot. Uh, obviously, most of our hosts besides Josh, who was on vacay, was in there a lot. Um, Ninja Badger Seven, Sentinot Plus, the, uh, the Lore Hunter, Ninety Nine Dex, Too Friendly, Ninety Nine Dexterity, who's got an episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton coming out soon. So um, sweet. Uh, I think that might be it. I might be forgetting someone. If I'm not, if I did, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It's not because of you. It's because of Brian. So just you know, <laughs> just blame him. He's he's the one that made this list that I'm very obviously reading from right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> L- LT. I'm just looking through it. LT. LT. My buddy LT. Yeah, of course. From um, the great from the great state of Canada. Canada's not a state, Jeremy. <laughs> Canada's totally a state, Brian. Just wait. <laughs> you live an hour behind me, right? You don't know yet. That's true. <laughs> wait, no, hang on. Uh, an hour ahead of you. I know. I know. That was the joke. <laughs> I was glad you agreed, though. Um, so, yeah. Thank you to everybody for hanging out. We'll probably do that for big gaming events from now on. I had a good time doing that, and we'll put out yeah, calls for people to join up. And uh, I was I usually would hang out in the like the duck feed slack or something awful thread, but uh something awful I'm kind of off of and the duck feed slack was moving incredibly fast. They had about like eight hundred people in that room. So <laughs> ridiculous. Well let's let's talk about some gains and some things. Brian, you're up first. What's the number one thing you're coming out of E three the most excited about? And it I, can't Mark- be Rocket League on Switch. Well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna have to just check off this podcast for now. Okay. Well, no, Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter World looks amazing. Monster Hunter World. Guys, yes. I'm so excited. Like I have been wanting a big budget, like big high fidelity Monster Hunter game for so long, and we're getting it, and it looks amazing. Like everything that's coming out about it just is so exciting. Yeah, it did look pretty good. I think it's the time I will jump into Monster Hunter. For yeah, sure. let me tell Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Bet. I uh on Brian's suggestion a couple of years back I picked up the one for the Wii U and uh We talked about this that on was, our Don't Give Up Skeleton episode. We did, yeah. That was that was a poor decision. <laughs> I did not particularly enjoy that game. <laughs> I didn't play very much of it, so I didn't get very deep. So Monster Hunter fans, relax, like put down your pitchforks. But uh this looked dope as hell. I love the art design. There's giant monsters running around. I've heard since the conference, which they didn't get into details, that this is, um, it's not open world, but it's not zoned either. That was one of my big problems with the yes. one that I played was like, you would go through these little bitty tiny zones and there was loading screens throughout it. It was really kind of yeah. probably made a lot of sense for the DS game that that came from. It does not make a lot of sense in a modern day AAA game. So, and it's going to have a uh, drop in, drop out co-op. So you yeah, just, which you know, looks amazing. Yeah, just party up with your friends and just like hang out and go kill some monsters together. Like, hey, Brian Wade's going over here to kill this weird-looking dinosaur. Let's go see what he's doing. That's right. That's great. And let yeah. me tell you something. I'm going to be killing a lot of weird-looking dinosaurs in this video game. 
I am I am excited about this. I, have they mentioned if this is a specific? Is this this isn't a PS4 exclusive? Is it? This is Xbox One and everything. No, it, it is. is. Uh, it is currently announced for PS4 and Xbox One with PC coming later. Apparently, later. Oh. That's what it is. Okay. Which is mildly annoying because it means we have to buy the game twice. But I was probably going to do that anyway. So. That's, yeah, that's yeah, 2017. Because Monsanto has always been quite an exclusive niche game, so it's kind of really cool that they're getting. Yeah, I'm really excited that they're like that. They're both they're both spreading their wings as far as like platforms go, and as far as like moving into like a a higher fidelity like design space and like more uh, for, from from everything that I've been reading about it. Like after they announce after the announcement, uh, they are like really like looking at it with more modern sensibilities. So uh, we're gonna be we're gonna see some little updates. Like for example, uh, any Monster Hunter fans in the audience know that when you drink a potion to heal yourself. After you drink the potion, you have to do a, you have to do a little flex. Uh, apparently, that is not in Monster Hunter World, and also you can move while you're taking potions, which is a huge what? change. Hmm. And like that, I'm sure I'm sure that sounds small to someone who doesn't play Monster Hunter, but that is enormous for a, a veteran. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of those one like too. Exactly, I was just about to say. Yeah, <laughs> I can cancel out of jesters. Fucking game changer, yeah, right? man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to troll the trolls. I, exactly. I always hated that you could cancel out of gestures in Dark Souls 2, though, because I love backstabbing people when they tried to yep. gesture at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always uh, tricking people into like bowing at me and then running up and backstabbing them. Yeah, and see, so now this... I can get past you doing that. <laughs> I have, Vader, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your history with Monster Hunter? Have you, have you tried any of these games before? Um, while in Japan, I went to a dessert cafe that was Monster Hunter-themed. So that's a no. Then that's what I, <laughs> uh, I played the PSP um, demo for Monster Hunter game, and it was very, very um, hard to get into. It was yeah, um, yeah, the, like, yeah. These games have a very high learning curve, and it was agreed. As you said, it was um, lots of loading screens between little tiny corridors or forest. And I could not work out where to go. <laughs> um, and I think I think I found the monster, but as it showed in this um, trailer, the monster moves moves and changes where you're fighting it, and there might be staged fights, mm-hmm. I believe. And so I think I might have found it, but then it le- left, and I couldn't find it again. Well, listen, Vader. All you got to do is throw a paintball at it. Nope, nope, nope. We're not. And then, nope, nope, nope. We're not. We're not doing this. <laughs> going to cancel that right now. <laughs> we're not spending our E3 conference talking about a 15 year old video game. It's not going to happen. I, I mean, I, um, could, I could spend a couple hours talking about Monster Hunter. I'm, I'm sure. Go do that podcast. <laughs> we don't have time for it here. No, um, no, it did look good. I'm excited. So yeah, th- this was a this was a reveal in, on Sony's stage in their main conference, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it was really really fun to kind of with the build up of like, what is this? What is this this couldn't be? F- no, it's not from software. Okay, what is this? What is this? What is this? Like all that stuff is really really good. Um, see, you know, I, I've I've heard that from multiple people, and like also from like other Monster Hunter people, which mm-hmm. really surprised me because like as soon as the video started, I was like, oh, this is a new Monster Hunter. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, I actually, the chat actually. <laughs> I DM'd Chris and was like, "Yeah, there's you're like your your sword is made out of a giant tooth, like a jawline. Like that's probably Monster Hunter. Yeah, right? absolutely. So he's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably Monster <laughs> like Hunter. Like as soon as I saw the character, I was like, oh my god, that's a Monster Hunter character. <laughs> um, my so- big surprise was a was a game that was uh, at the 
Ubisoft conference that uh, had been kind of rumored and pretty much all but confirmed before the before the conference, which was this Mario and Rabbids crossover game. Uh, I cannot stand the art style and aesthetic of these Rabbids. I think they're the dumbest things in the world. So when they all of a sudden you've got Miyamoto on stage with the CEO of Ubisoft, and they're like, and they know, have guns. They have guns, and they're joking with one another, and they're like, and I'm like, what the fuck is this game going to be? And all of the stuff, like the stuff that they're showing is like a rabid dressed up like Princess Peach. And it just looks all like just horrible garbage. And I'm like, what is this? What could this, who could this be for? Right? Like who, what is this? And then they start showing gameplay and it's just literally you like walking down a path and you're not doing anything. And then they get to this combat arena and it turns into fucking XCOM. <laughs> and then it turns what? out that this game is for Jeremy Greer. Yes, <laughs> if they could get rid of the rabbits and just put like, if it was just Nintendo versus Nintendo XCOM, like I think that would like Smash Brothers except uh, XCOM would be way more my jam, but I'm okay with the rabbits in there. This is the only game that I really saw that kind of said like, okay, maybe maybe you should have a Switch, like maybe this console is worth buying. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Did you did you, did you you like this? Um, yes, I did. Uh, I Going into it because of the leaks, I knew that it was going to be a strategy, strategy combat game, so I wasn't surprised too much by the the combat. Um, it was, yeah, I thought it might be slightly more uh, Fire Emblem style with the combat, mm-hmm. but, but this, 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 yeah, the shooty XCOM style is pretty cool, and the Mario bounce um, doing his like sweet, I don't know, vaulting people off his legs is pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really like the look of it. Um, I agree with the rabbits. Um, I like the fact that it's kind of out from left field. It's not something normal, and I'm like that. Nintendo are letting um, Ubisoft, it's Ubisoft, isn't it? Yeah, Ubisoft take some risks and push their IP a little bit. So yeah, I like that. But I, I agree, I'm not a huge fan of the rabbits. I could do with almost anything else in there. <laughs> but I like that there's a crossover. Basically, Brian, where you at? Uh, yeah, I was totally prepared to just blow this game off. Like I thought it looked really mm-hmm. terrible uh, from the leaks, and then they showed it on stage, and it actually looks pretty all right. Plus, we got that adorable GIF of the creative director. Oh man, that was like so happy that like his thing that he made got to be shown on stage by Miyamoto, and Miyamoto was saying nice things about his game, and it was just like it was so cute. Can you imagine? Right, like just. I just can't possibly imagine this. Like, like something you're doing that has Miyamoto himself. Like, be like Miyamoto sitting down for Don't Give Up Skeleton. And I'd be like, he's like, I'm a big fan of the show. I would just literally die of a heart attack right there. Like, it would, yeah, it was, it, it was like when Open Mike Eagle told you he was a fan of your show. <laughs> exactly. Except times 1,000. No offense to Mike, but <laughs> times 1,000, right? Uh, yeah, for maybe, sure. Maybe even a million since, you know, it's fucking Miyamoto. But, uh, I man, like, I'd... That, that dude was like I get chills just thinking about it like I kind of I get emotional thinking about that dude <clears throat> yeah it's so it's so cute yeah well, he's, he's obviously got a dream and uh, he's a fan and he's yeah, worked hard and yeah so it's cool to see him be successful and, and find that find that support from such a big game developer very cool Vader uh, tell me about Brian, this game Moss it's GIF what, it, what is Moss <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember seeing this game. Is this? Oh wait, wait. This is the little. This is a little mouse game. The VR mouse game. It's a little mouse game. I didn't yeah. see much of it, but um, I'm, I really should be VR, putting links so. in here for these games, huh? <laughs> so yeah, probably. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Peter. I'm sorry. That's right. Um, you cut me off before when I told Brian that it was a GIF, not a GIF. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's a GIF, so that's okay. That's because no, it's because I'm cutting off uh, GIF conversations, sandwich conversations, and any Monster Hunter strategy guys. That's not allowed on this episode. <laughs> this is why I wanted uh, to host it so I could keep us moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, VR. I'm I'm a PlayStation VR owner, so I'm always excited to see more stuff. And yeah, they had a really, pretty good showing. I'm pretty excited about what's what's on the horizons for PlayStation VR. And this was one that I like the look of. It's uh, very charming. You got a cute little mouse, uh, and it's you're not the playing as the mouse. You're playing from what looks like a some kind of super like being who's helping guide the little mouse around. So I don't know. I think it's more that you're controlling the environment around the mouse to help help it progress through the world. And it just looks really pretty and cute, and something I'd like to play. And that probably won't give me the sickies because you're not really moving around. You're stationary. I'm curious why this is a VR game. I think it was... I love the art style. I think the little main mouse character is adorable. They've got statues up, up around um, E3. And uh, he just he just looks absolutely adorable. But like, why... The VR platformers haven't traditionally done well. Like We've seen even the, the, the very first one, that Palmer's Lucky Tale or whatever, got a sequel and it's not VR. <laughs> Like, I'm curious, like, why the PSVR stuff, so. Yeah, um, you're right. I probably could have be no thoughts on that, or did I just screen. lose the uh, conversation? I, but I have I, no thoughts I, on it, because I didn't know that this game existed until just now. <laughs> <laughs> it was show, It was one of the ones shown in the pre, pre-section section of the... Um, of the Sony conference. Well, it it had a trailer in, in the thing, too. Oh, yes, it did have a little snip in there, didn't it? Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, you're probably right. It probably doesn't need to be VR. Uh, I think having a pointer with the move controller helps, but you could they could do that with the camera and the move controller mm-hmm. without but without VR. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I'm just no, no. getting more. I need you to answer for Sony, Vader. <laughs> do it right now. Call your contacts at Sony. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I actually like this this stuff and some other stuff. I sometimes want to talk about a little bit when we get to PSVR in general. Like the game itself just looks like really really fun. It looks like it's telling a little story and it looks whimsical and cool. So I'm I'm a hundred percent behind it. Yeah, um, and it reminds me of another game that's coming out on on Steam. It's a like a little action RPG um, where you play as a mouse and. It looks really, really cool, and I can't actually think of the name right now, so I'm not going to say it. But, is it Burke uh, Mouse? No, no, no. It's it's no, it's was, all. I was making a it's joke because it's a mouse game. Is yes. it Danger Mouse? Danger Mouse. Um, yeah, it's got it's, it's got a pun with tail in the world, but I in the name, but I can't remember it. But yeah, it, it actually looks a lot like this. Um, that kind of fantasy um, mouse that and rat world where they kind of can act a bit more hum, human like. Um, but yes, I like the aesthetic, Mister Wade. Yeah, you have the uh, the hat stealing entity known as Mario. Mario is no longer yes, an Italian the, plumber. He is he's, he's the shape stealing uh, goblin. The shape stealing goblin that is that is Mario. Now <laughs> you have Super Mario Odyssey on your list. I would I imagine any Switch owner is extremely excited about this game. Yo, this game looks good as hell. I I think it looks ridiculous. I think they. I think they actually earned New Donk City in this this most recent gameplay. So. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, like, and I cannot believe everyone knows. Everyone that's listened to the show um, knows I, I was strongly against New Donk City from the very beginning. I thought <laughs> Mario interacting with re- real people in the world was fucking stupid. I also still think it looks kind of dumb, 
but the rest of this game and all of the ridiculous stuff you're doing more than makes up for it. Like, it just looks insane. Yeah, it looks dumb, but, like, everything about this game looks so dumb in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I... I've had, like... I've just had these, like, existential crises thoughts about, like, what exactly is Mario at this point? Like, what... <laughs> you and the entire internet over this last week what? is what is, are saying to themselves, what is Mario? Like, he's not a human. Like, he is very clearly not a human if we're basing his appearance based on, like, what the other people in New Donk City well, who the mechanics- appear to be human... This mechanics of this game questions, is Mario real, or is he just a puppet that's been controlled by a moustache and a hat for the last 20 years? I mean, that's <laughs> entirely possible. Like, what is going on with this video game? The cannons, <laughs> the cannons changed. It's, it's totally changed. Uh, it's, it's really interesting to me that, like, they have this mechanic where Mario takes off his hat, and then he throws it, and then you become whatever the hat lands on. And they showed this with, with the Bullet Bills, they showed this with Goombas, they showed this with the real fucking people, which has some serious, some real, serious, some real serious, like, philosophical implications. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just bonkers, and like this, but... If you put that aside and you just look at this as a game, like it looks like the culmination of everything that they've been doing with 3D Mario games. And normally, 3D Mario games leave me kind of cold. I'm not the hugest fan of 64. I, I don't. I didn't really particularly care for Galaxy. I never even bothered with Galaxy Two. I just, you know, something about it rubs me the wrong yeah, way. I'm a 2D guy. Uh, didn't like Sunshine. Jeremy. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm telling you, I'm not saying they're right opinions. I'm just saying they're mine. Uh, it's but something about this, like the charm and like all of the different outfits that repre- that kind of reference all of these ancient Mario designs that they've had throughout Nintendo's history. Like I don't know if you guys saw those tweets around, but Cowboy Mario and Chef Mario and you know, like it's just it's like insanity. NES That's Golf that. Mario, like NES what is Golf going Mario, on? <laughs> like <laughs> well, on those costumes. The the releasing with this game, they're releasing three new amiibos, and it's the wedding outfit. Yes, mm-hmm. and I had I had a chat with um, Too Friendly about this, about how now that Mario is getting a bit more like visually, like it used to be just a few pixels on the screen. Now it's kind of it's really creepy that Bowser is like stealing. <laughs> and kidnapping this princess it's getting more and more real because the graphics are getting you know I don't know he associated with the graphics improving and it's an interesting thought how creepy and disturbing it is that Bowser's like kidnapping this woman and trying to force her to marry him <laughs> it's really creepy um, and I joked that it's because he, he needs a green card for the Mushroom Kingdom <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, what's the Mushroom Kingdom's version of ICE? Right, like that's the that's the question we all have to be ask, ask, asking ourselves. Oh, uh, yeah, and like, what does this what does this mean about like Mario's reign over the Mushroom Kingdom? Well, there, there, that too friendly came back and joked about how it's um, are they going to build a wall to, to keep him out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mario's making the Mushroom Kingdom great again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you guys oh, don't God. really follow Idle Thumbs, but we uh, a couple months back, like it, was, it might have been sometime last year, actually, I can't remember exactly when it was, uh, but they got into this like long discussion about like the lore of Mario, <laughs> and like I am really excited for their post Super Mario Odyssey update on the lore of Mario. 
Yeah, that 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 sounds like the kind of stuff I can get behind. I really don't know exactly why I don't listen to that show. It's it by all accounts it it's a real be, mistake. Like, my jam. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's break up our E three episode by talking about how great Idle Thumbs and also Important If True are, and how Jeremy should listen to them. Maybe, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. <clears throat> but yeah, like, uh, is I it just, my turn? Like this, can we, this game we still is just, about I don't, I, I do not understand this game in the slightest. It's fucking bonkers. And uh, and speaking of amiibos, by the way, I just want to say that the Zelda amiibos from the Champions are mine. I need to have those immediately. I yeah. was a huge fan, and now I'm angry because they're sold out already. <laughs> I didn't even see them go on sale yet. I know. <laughs> it's going to be so hard to get. Amazon will probably get some more of them, and I'll just pre-order them there. Though. Like, uh, the the one I, problem I, at least I have I with have them... them. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna paste a link into the into the chat that you can add to the show notes. Is the Urbosa amiibo is like horribly designed? Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't particularly care for the design on this. I don't know why. Oh like, no, she's... it's it's it, it's it's the 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 clear pillar that's like going yeah, up her vagina between her legs. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Like okay. I don't. Is that why they when the in the photograph they release that she was facing the other way, <laughs> and you couldn't see that? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, probably. Because, <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Funny. It does look really weird. I, I agree. I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite. But anyway, who cares? Because my, my shark husband is going to be on my shelf. At That's some true. Point. That might actually inspire me to get the shelf. The next game I want to talk about is we finally got a confirmed release date on Tacoma. This is the follow-up from uh, Gone Home. And uh, just on a personal note, our, our buddy, good friend of the show, our my close personal friend and all of yours, Gary Butterfield, actually has played this game already and uh, gives it the Gary Butterfield seal of approval. I don't know if you caught that on Twitter, Brian, but that, that's a true fact that he got early access to this, and I am angry about it. Yeah. No, no not really. Uh, but yeah, this, this game just looks incredible like the more i see about it the more i'm interested in it which is almost the opposite of how most video games marketing campaigns work on me nowadays it's just amazing the trailer that they showed for i think it was during the xbox conference uh yes, it was, it was just it, just all of the gameplay looked in, just, just great it just looked like what is happening in this game and cannot cannot play it immediately what about Charlie? are you all excited about this <laughs> I'm hearing crickets, so I'm apparently not. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna confess something to you guys right now. I'm watching the trailer as we speak. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought about fine. it, but I was like, nah. And um, like, I mean, I, I honestly, I hadn't watched the trailer yet because I already knew I was gonna buy this game because sure. like mm-hmm. Gone Home was so incredible and like left such an impact on me that like obviously I'm gonna play their next game. That's fair enough. I haven't played Gone Home. Yeah. So it's home definitely one of the. Yeah, you should probably play Gone Home. I'm yeah. not gonna, I mean, it was free for PS Plus for a while, but like, I don't, even, I don't want to even hype it up too much because it's basically just a perfect little kind of scary short story, right? That's just fun to play through. But there's nothing actually scary or dramatic about it. It's, it's, it's a real nice, real, real nice piece of video game content. You should go play it. Yeah, yeah. I should. I think I was burnt out on the the, the walking around simulators. So well, this I is just decide not to play it because I didn't want to have it tarnished the view tarnished because i tried everyone's gone to the rapture and i was just like nope i can't do this and yeah so i've kind of just stayed away from them so i don't get burnt out and tarnish uh, the view of the game so i will try it 
where you can walk more than, um, let's say, 0.05 miles per hour <laughs> and gone home, unlike yeah. everybody who's gone to the Rapture, which I played for five hours and never got out of the starting area because it was so fucking slow. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but it was really, really slow. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. And more importantly, they, they, they showed this on the Xbox conference to actually confirm that it will have a console release. Uh, they haven't said anything about PlayStation 4 yet, but Microsoft used a lot of you know, first exclusive on console or whatever. Like they, they have a lot of weird definitions of exclusive nowadays. That was so for annoying. right now. Yes. It's really exclusive. A, yeah. <laughs> Xbox one console launch exclusive. I'm happen to be looking at it on the screen. Like, okay, like that's fine. Like it's just say that the game is coming out here first, like play <laughs> all your favorites here first or some shit. Uh, but yeah, this is, I don't care because I have an Xbox one. So this would give me something to do on my Xbox one. And then when I, it'll probably come out just like inside, on PlayStation 4 three weeks later, and I'll just buy it there too, because why not? Bunnies just grows on trees nowadays. What about you, Vader? What's up next for you? Um, the list doesn't look very exciting now. I look back at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a way out. I, I was quite intrigued by that. Um, people, I've heard people complaining that it's a forced co-op game. I, I like that they're willing to take the, that risk. We've got plenty of solo campaign games. We've got plenty of multiplayer online games. I think it's fantastic that there's someone's willing to make a co-op game because um, they're not out there really much anymore. Uh, and it looks really intriguing having that um, that dual play where you can control the characters and it, and they showed um, demonstrated one of the characters is in a cutscene where while the other player still can walk around and observe the cutscene from. Uh, you know, an outside perspective. Um, and that's really cool. And I really like that idea. And I've trying to convince my wife to play it with me when it comes out. Because um, it seems really intriguing. And hopefully there's a good, compelling reason for the story. But the gameplay and the idea seems enough to, for me to want to play it. I'm a big fan of the, the TV show Prison Break. Uh, I say a big fan. I watched like when it first came out and I kind of enjoyed how ridiculous it was that this dude got the prison, got like all of the engineering documents for the prison tattooed on his body and nobody noticed until he was already in jail uh, just for this explicit purpose of breaking out his brother. And that this seems almost exactly like that story. Like even the character designs are a little bit like the characters in that show. Uh, I, I can't wait for this game. I think it's really fun. Did you, either of you play Brothers, the first game by, these, by this company? Um, I did and I've watched the full game being played. So I did play a little Brothers, bit of it. Yeah, Brothers was a, a lot of fun. You basically controlled two characters with... Uh, you controlled one brother on the left thumbstick and one brother on the right thumbstick using the triggers to kind of interact with stuff. And it made for some really, really interesting puzzle gameplay. So if this is an expansion of that, and it looks like it is, but you actually have to have two people, I am 100% in. And I'm not going to name any names, but I've already secured my co-op bud for it. So I'm, I'm all in. I'm good. Sweet. It's not for you, Mr. Wade. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I actually actually just pulled up uh, some 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 text messages from the other day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where I received a text text message from one Jeremy Greer who said we should co op a way out together. I'll be the guy with the nose. <laughs> that's 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 it. That's what I wanted. That's, I wanted that's the, the only reason I wanted to read it is because of, I'll be the guy with the nose. <laughs> and uh, you'd, you'd be okay if you had to go double check which one which one of them had the nose because they both have prominent nose noses. It's very so. true. 
I like this though. I, li- I like the idea of doing like a, a, a mandatory co-op game. So I am I am all in on this. Yes. Yeah, I'm all for co-op. So I'm into it. Well, tell me about Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Brian. Why is this on your on your oh my god it list of E3 2017? Yo, yo, did you see the way this game looks? It's oh my amazing. god, I totally saw the way this looked. <laughs> like, I, like I know I'm just like talking about how crazy games are on this <clears> fucking <throat> podcast, but like, man, like I know like the the what the Guilty Gear games have are, have been doing like similar things, but man, this game looks amazing. Yeah, they, it's yes. it's just incredible looking. <laughs> like the animation so like, involved and all this stuff. Yeah, it's so it's like it's like just like the uh, the Guilty Gear games. They are three D models, uh, but that looks like they, they look like two D models. Like they look like 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 an anime basically. And man, like I just like just watching like video of this game and like just watching how fluidly it it, it appears to play. Like I just. I'm not a big fighting game guy, but God, I gotta, I gotta play this this fucking Dragon Ball game, guys. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm not a big fighting game, but I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. And yeah, I do. The... I do like DBZ. So I mean, I guess, um, I guess that's part of it. Um, for those who aren't aware of how much I like Dragon Ball Z, I dressed as Vegeta and Odin as Trunks last week. So that's true. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We I'm are gonna go ahead and put a link to that in the uh, in, in the show notes <laughs> right now. As a matter of fact, I'm assuming this on your Instagram somewhere, right, Vader? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm way into this. I've, I haven't played too many Dragon Ball Z fighting games because they, I don't know, they often don't appeal to me, but this does. They've been pretty bad in the past, apparently, but Um, I mean, like I I say, apparently I've played some of them, but like I, like I said, I'm not really a fighting game guy, so I can't necessarily judge the quality as well as someone who is. Yeah, but this just looks like a really cool polished version of the episodes. (laughs) Like... It looks yeah better than the, the actual cartoon. <laughs> and yeah, I, I've I've really been enjoying all the memes going around with uh, this and Marvel versus Capcom and Infinite. Oh man, what a pretty what a travesty that game looks like, right? Like that just looks. Yep. So, I didn't even bother downloading the demo, like the the oh, story demo or whatever. You did? Yeah, I forgot. Well, we're, right into Dark Insight about it. Maybe, maybe we can talk about it on episode sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the people that i've seen talking about uh dragon ball z on twitter that are real big fighting game fans and real big dragon ball z fans are uh just out of their fucking gourd talking about this game apparently they're doing some weird stuff with the animation where the animation of the characters is 15 frames per second okay supposedly to match the show but everything else in the game is 60 so like that, it will actually insane. be yeah, it sounds like I don't even know exactly what that means as far as mechanics go. Like that sounds like it would break the game entirely. But everybody, like I clicked through an article and like everybody in the the guy wrote the article and then everyone in the comments was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking crazy!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, cool, sounds good to me. Let's do it." Yeah, and uh, um, I don't, uh, I, I didn't verify this, but I was talking I was talking about this game on Twitter with uh with Frinza David Petroco, and he told me that apparently they spent like three months animating each of the characters for this game. I can I can totally see that because it's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys talk about not being fighting game fans. I'm I, I like fighting games a lot, uh, but I it just you know since I'm now basically 75 years old, I just can't quite keep up with <laughs> how fast that they they, they go. Um, but it's stuff like this, like this real pretty stuff. I feel the same way about Marvel vs. Capcom three when they released the HD version last year at E3. 
Uh, I had never really had time to sit down and play that game, so I bought it instantly, and it's I'm very, very terrible at it, but it looks beautiful. Like, I just loved everything that happens on the screen at once. Like, it's just so much fun. So, yeah. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, look, the game looks amazing. Uh, the game I want to talk about next is uh, colloquially known as Plunk Bat, also known as PUBG, also known as Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and uh, I... This is not would not be my usual kind of game to like, but uh, the reason I'm having it on my list is because Microsoft has the exclusive console thing. So I don't I don't even know what that means, but uh, basically this is a PC only game that looks like a PC ass PC game when you see it played. Uh, it's you and a, like you know hundred people all dive into this world and you know scrounge for weapons and armor and everything, and then slowly over time the play area gets shrunk. If you're out of the play area, you pretty much just die. But it gets shrunk down until there's only a handful of players left, and then you, whoever wins, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And it just looks so entertaining. It looks so much fun. I've been watching uh, Waypoint Stream. Um, I can't remember. I think they call it Breakfast in Battlegrounds. Austin Walker and Patrick Klepek have been doing it, and it's just it's so great. Like it's just so much fun to watch people get into. And I want to get a squad of people like up together and see if we can actually win this motherfucker. Like I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think. Uh... Well, I think it's really funny that people are starting to call it Brendan's Battlegrounds because <laughs> Why do they player, un- player unknown is the uh, is the gamer tag for Brendan Green. Who's, oh, that's uh, funny. The developer yeah. of the game. So I think it's really funny that people are just kind of calling it Brendan's Battlegrounds. That's very. That, that I like is that. Like funny. I'll probably call it that from now on. Vader, are you are you? Do you have any idea what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I wasn't that impressed, and I, I was I was soured by the the 4K teraflop excitement at the start of the conference <laughs> um flops, yeah um so yeah I, I kind of was like yeah it looks so silly <laughs> um but I, what you describing it jeremy that sounds fun getting in, involved with some friends um and maybe you're trying to do that to do a battle royale kind of thing sounds a lot more fun than the game actually portrayed in the conference itself yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be, uh, like, I'm watching the trailer now. I actually hadn't watched the trailer. I just heard this announcement. And the trailer just kind of makes this look like a, a multiplayer shooter, right? Um, so, like, yeah, without does. showing off the, the weird stuff that can happen in this game and, like, the the kind of high tension that, that you can get into, like, it's it, it's kind of difficult. But it's, it, is, it's a, it looks like a lot of fun to play. It's one of the rare times that I think to myself, man, I wish I had a PC. So. It's, yeah, it's because I've never heard of it before this. It seemed like everyone mm-hmm. who knew the game were excited, but me not knowing what it is, it just looked like another kind of mod to some old, yeah, Battlefield 2 or something. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. look that fancy. <laughs> you would not so, be wrong for thinking that. So. so I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, so I kind of wrote it off at the time. But yeah, if it's Xbox exclusive, I may as well play the one game coming up this year for my <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> uh, well, bef- before you do that, tell me what Playlink is, because I have no memory of anything called Playlink at all. Um, again, I think this was... Ubisoft and it's a Toys to Life game and the little I just want little spaceships they looked wonderful <laughs> it's basically uh, I think it was the joke going around was No Man's Skylanders um, which is a great play so it's yeah you get the toys that is that is not that is not what this is <laughs> yeah you're talking about Starlink oh you're talking about it. Starlink yeah Playlink <laughs> is something totally different which just looks like a uh... oh, I'm just going to talk about Starlink shut up 
know what this is. Okay, tell There's us about, people tell singing us about Starlink later. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about the both links. Um, yeah, Starlink was the Toys to Life. Yeah, it's a little, you get a little spaceship and you basically can take um, parts, armor and weapons and stuff off and click it on and it connects with your, your game and it changes it in the game. Uh, so... Yeah, it's a lot more interactive than Skylanders is because Skylanders you just put a little plastic hunk with a a little chip in it on top of a portal and that's all you do. Whereas this, it's on your controller. Looks like it's got like a little port, a little dock for on your controller, and you can actually take off the accessories on the fly, and that changes it in the game from the look of it. And the spaceships look cool, so I just want a couple of those on my shelf, um, even if the game isn't that exciting. <laughs> uh, but the game does look like fun. Um, but as I, see, I don't ever. Uh, I, I always see this stuff, and I'm always worried that I sound very negative about them because it just it just does not interest me at all. But like, th- I'm, I'm saying, like eight year old Jeremy would have been all over this shit, <laughs> like collecting oh, sure. all these Absolutely. toys and putting them in video games. I just like I I, I don't even want to get started nowadays, right? Yeah, it's. I've got a good excuse. I've got a son um, who's almost eight. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, we just got. I mentioned last week. We just got. Uh, kickstarter toys to life game which has that where you can actually change the accessories and weapons and it changes it in the game and i really like that that's way cooler than the skylanders or the um disney infinity stuff which just is just a hunk of plastic uh, so yeah i like the look of this i wouldn't mind getting a spaceship or two um especially i hope they do like a co-op where yeah, me and my son can play with our own spaceships and that'd be really cool but yeah, that's Starlink, sorry. I just saw heard Link and went straight into Starlink because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, that's okay. Play Link looks like a service for the PS4 that lets you use your phone to like do stuff on the PS4. Like, it yes. looks like a... I, well, I may as well talk about like that a, now. Uh, it looks similar to like a, like a Jackbox, actually, Play Link does. It's, yeah, but they showed you like using um, playing Until Dawn with it. That's why I don't think it's an actual game. I think it's actually like a thing that you use with it like i think feel like it's a it's like speed tree right like how about i talk about it's a way to, it's, it's a way to put trees <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but yeah play link it's it is a service but there it's it's a platform basically that they're releasing um so yeah. it'll be an app uh the game it's not until dawn it's a game made by the same people um and so the gimmick in this one is it's not butterflies causing the butterfly effect like it does in Until Dawn. It's the ripple effect. <laughs> so, um, but instead of because what they which which is interesting, the developer said they noticed they made Until Dawn as a solo kind of player game, but they noticed that a lot of people were sitting down with friends and playing it together, and one person was in control. And so the idea came that they can create a game just like until dawn where decisions are made but it's five people can make those decisions and it might be a vote vote based system at one time where it will yeah change so whoever the more people who vote for one thing that's what happens and so you get a bit of arguing and banter between people um so it's a really cool concept i think um using your phones because then it's yeah it allows people to play who usually wouldn't necessarily play the game and there's other games coming where it's uh, more social. I'm imagining like a you know the old game quiz game Buzz that used to be on PlayStation Two. You could just say Jackbox and not sound like a dad. <laughs> like Jackbox is exactly <laughs> what this is. I, okay. I don't know what that is, but I imagine they're going to Jackbox is what like, Buzz is, except in 2017. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I imagine they're going to bring out games like that. So I like the concept because it's yeah a bit more social um, and using. You've already got 
something that can do stuff like this in your pocket so why not use it and compare it with the playstation so i i actually like the idea that they're doing this and this was announced the 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 world announcement premiere announcement was before the actual sony conference which i found interesting so a lot of people did miss it well, let's uh, let's talk about Skull and Motherfucking Bones because I am also excited about this game. And when I saw it on your list, I took it off of mine. Tell me about it, B Wade. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's talk about this and Sea of Thieves simultaneously because they're the two pirate games. Okay, we can do that. Um. And, and I think that like they, they definitely have some similarities, but Skull and Bones, like I think, is the one I was more interested in. Uh, from the uh the 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 things that they were showing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Skull and Bones is basically like the naval combat from Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, and which I just happened great. to be listening to uh, Dark Insight today. Uh, I don't oh, remember curious. the episode number. I wonder why you were listening but, to that. Um, and it was episode Snuff Lad. And I believe, Vader, you specifically asked for this game during that oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> you were like, I just want the naval combat from Assassin's Creed 4. That's all I really want. <laughs> that's what this game. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like I think pirates are super cool, and I'm really excited that we're getting two cool pirate games. Agreed, pirates are cool. Um, but it appears like it seems to me like the Sea of Thieves is more like co-op and like adventure focused, and Skull and Bones is going to be more uh, more multiplayer, like combat focused. Well, and there's also like the key difference in what each individual person in a crew is doing. So, and Sea of Thieves. You basically have five people sailing the boat together, so you kind of yes. have to work together in order to sail this boat and to shoot other boats. Whereas in um, Skull and Bones, it's much more like the Assassin's Creed version, where it's just you controlling the entire boat. In fact, it right. looked like the same UI, like that. If, if anyone remembers in Black Flag, where you would like pull up beside a boat and you know you would look right and you could hold that trigger down, it would show like you're the arc with that white you know, outline of where your uh, yeah. cannons are going to go. It, I think that was in this trailer. So yes, it was. <laughs> it's, 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 it's going, it's going to be interesting watching these two come out because I feel like they black flag came out and this got, so it got such a build a huge buzz. And then people started making pirate <laughs> themed multiplayer games. And now here we are four years later, once they're finally finishing those up. So well, I think it's just what good is- that um, Ubisoft listened because the world's the, the internet's been saying this. Like, yeah, Assassin's Creed Four is great because it's pirates, and so it's kind of great that they're listening and actually gave resources to make it. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Where are you going to be buying this, Brian? Uh, I will probably get it on PS4, I would imagine, but I'm not sure. Because Sea of Thieves is Xbox One exclusive, right? Yeah, so I'd, I'd be getting that on my PC if I was going to get it at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I, okay. I do not own an Xbox One, and I don't plan on it. Can you cross-play? You no. can, because you're just playing. Well, uh, yes, can... some games you can cross-play. Um, I think, like, you can do, like, co-op. I think, like, all co-op, I think, is cross-play, but not all uh, PvP multiplayer. Okay. Because of the inherent unfairness of playing with a mouse and keyboard versus a controller. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i uh i want to talk about a fun game that sony showed off i think this was um before their conference as well uh super hot super hot this is a uh this is super a huge pc game hot. that was when it came out i was i was extremely excited about it but i had basically no ability to play it on anything um 
and I then the VR version came out I think several months or maybe even six months later and uh, that sounded like a fucking blast and everyone like just from listening it. to podcast and uh, B Wade I think you've played it so like yes just, and so is Vader yeah Thank and you. so is Vader I just <laughs> man I I cannot. And this kind of got me hyped for PS4 and VR in general. I'm actually seriously considering picking up one of these headsets. It's a very cool game in VR, and so I'm super excited um, about that. When's it released? Is it soon? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> with uh, somebody who li- literally didn't just get a text message and got distracted from a podcast probably knows that. <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't know when it's being released. I think it's this year, but I don't know if they've uh, put an exact date on it yet. Because, um, yeah, recently they just announced it for the Vibe, didn't they? And all I saw on the Twitter on that tweet was, when's it coming out for PlayStation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, obviously, they're when waiting is, uh, for E3. Is it not on the, on the Vibe already? I believe it is it, on the Vibe now. It is on now, yeah, yeah. It did finally come out on the Vibe. Um, I just want to tell you that I did some quick Googling, and it is, as of June 15th, it is coming out in a few weeks. Okay, so soon. Cool. I'm, I'm good, glad for that, because yeah, I want to play it. Although I need to buy a second move controller, which is going to be pricey. I, should I buy a PS4 VR, y'all? Like, yep. that seems like a dumb waste of money, but... Jeremy, build a, build a gaming PC and buy a Vive. Oh, and I, I just the idea of <laughs> like worse. sitting at a desk and I don't know, man. Like just you don't have to the idea at of PC. I've, I've had a computer plug plugged. I've had a computer plugged into my TV for many, many moons, and it's always a pain in the ass to deal with Windows on a TV. And no matter how well they disguise it, it's a pain in the ass. Uh, you just describe the Xbox. I'll just I'll just keep bringing the PC truth to this podcast by myself. I guess that's the reason we we hired you. That's the reason you make those big PC bucks. That's right. <laughs> Making all those podcast bucks talking about PC content. Mm-hmm. But Sony actually looks like they're getting out. Like it doesn't seem like they're treating this like the Vita, right? Like they actually showed games <laughs> during their conference that it were for this console. Like uh, they showed several games, guys. Hmm? Did Sony say the word Vita once during the conference? No, not at all. Okay, not at all. That's, that was like <laughs> three a, years not ago. Not a single time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think they've said anything about it since 2014. And games just kill, still keep coming out for it. Yep. Like, I know people that really like their Vita. I like my Vita. It's it. a decent system, but like, yeah. I don't have any reason to play it now that Binding of Isaac is on the Switch. <laughs> oh, um, actually, that reminds me. For for the past couple weeks, I haven't said this. Uh, Derek, you please put Spelunky on the Switch. Yeah. Like that's that's such an obvious thing that I'm surprised it's not out yet. So, I've been I've been meaning to say that on every episode, and I forgot for the past couple. So, can't be that important. Then. Vader Van Oden, t- tell me why Assassin's Creed Origins is on your list after since it's the 14th Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, and it's not even a pirate game. Well, it's made by the same team that made Black Flag, which made intrigued me a little. Um, and to be honest, yeah, I don't know. Um, it looked kind of fun. I like the idea that changing some of the combat. What the heck are you fellas doing? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just laughing because we were like, "What are you so excited about?" And he's like, "I don't know. I just put it on the list." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I've said before, I don't like lists. Um, but it, it looked good. The combat looked different. Uh, looked like they're kind of actually tweaking it. The climbing, it doesn't have like stupid ledges. You pretty much can climb everything. 
in this game so it doesn't like the the world isn't drawn or, or created to show you what you can climb on you just can climb and i like that um hopefully it makes it a little smoother and more organic the climbing and not weird and your guy ends up just bouncing around for a while uh yeah the combat controlling the, the rpg elements being in egypt i don't know if i played a game in egypt before uh, so the setting was intriguing uh, there's a few things uh, that kind of piqued my interest and that $800 pre-order <laughs> already done I've got three on the way <laughs> heck no <laughs> they're gonna, that, that $800 pre-order value. package was pretty amazing yeah I'll see if I can find the link of that $800 package because that is ridiculous oh that's 800 US so it's probably like 3,000 New Zealand <laughs> dang no, I was yeah. giving you a I, I was giving you a little bit of shit about it but uh I haven't played a mainline Assassin's Creed game in a little while, so I, uh, I'm i cautiously optimistic about this game. Really, it's just the setting, right? Like, it's just the setting for me. Being able to... They showed it in the trailer, sliding down these these huge pyramids, and that just looks extremely dope to me. Uh, the, the other thing that caught my attention is there's a very brief thing where he's fighting this huge, giant snake, which makes me think that they're uh, going to lean into a little bit more of the mythological elements like in, during the actual historical portions of the game. Which yeah. is something that I think the series has needed for quite some time. Like it's at a certain point, like you know, you look at some of those games and you're like, yeah, I'm like I'm in, you know, I'm in this Caribbean island or I'm in London or I'm in Paris, but it's you're just kind of moving around and it just like you can do anything. Like get, let's get creative with it. So yeah, and I think um, those games aren't creative. Like I'm not, I don't want to dog on like that entire studio. It just seems it has seemed repetitive for a long time now. Let me just say that. Yes, it is. Um, there's a few other things uh, that got me interested. I'm I'm being cautious with getting excited about the mythological stuff because it, I I don't want to be disappointed if I'm expecting it then <laughs> and it's not there it'd be, it'd be really sad. Uh, one of the things they showed a map I think also was was in the gameplay after the Ubisoft conference with Gamespot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, I want to point this. That was dumb. During the conference, they showed look we're playing it right now, and they were like just recording a, like a three-inch screen <laughs> with a camera like it wasn't actually showing you the footage it was like a camera was like filming a, a, a tiny screen it was dumb but then after the show they actually did it properly um and they showed the map and it, w- it was not full of icons and that made me feel a little hopeful yeah but. i still think that that's just like a ui setting though like i think you will turn that game on and that map will be full of fucking icons i guarantee it's gonna happen i'm I'm willing to put a little money on it like not 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 you know new zealand money but (laughs) buy you a beer if i see you in person one day kind of money (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm I'm hopeful but again i probably shouldn't get my hopes up because then i'll be drastically disappointed but yeah i I did look this up by the way and it's the 10th uh mainline assassin's creed game so yeah yeah how have they done that when there's only like actually five name- numbered ones? <laughs> well, there was the uh, like they turned two into a trilogy. Remember, there was Assassin's Creed two, and then Brotherhood, and then Revelations, and then Assassin's Creed three, and then they did Black Flag as actual you know number four, and then Rogue, Unity, and Syndicate. Actually, I might Rogue might be a weird one. Rogue might be just like a offshoot. That was a four. Yeah, maybe so. So Unity and, and Syndicate, neither one of those had numbers. So that's how they got away with that. You know what? I think game developers and these game studios need to learn, go back to school and learn how to count. 
<laughs> the Xbox One X being the uh, like the fifth Xbox console. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's not forget Battlefield One. By the way, just want to call that one out too. <laughs> it's true. I'm saying like, like they all they all are guilty of it. They're all guilty of not knowing how to count. I guess so. Guys, done I have right. important news. What? Uh, while you guys were talking about this, I did some research. Found out that you can still pre-order. The limited to 200 units Assassin's Creed Origins Dawn of the Creed Legendary Edition for $800. They're still available. Because no one's ordering them. Because no one in the right mind. would spend $800 on an Assassin's Creed game? Uh, hopefully nobody, right? Like, just hopefully nobody <laughs> would ever, ever, in a million years, ever, ever, ever do that. Because- so, like... Let's let's do a thought experiment here. Jeremy, would you spend $800 on like a crazy like Dark Souls collector's edition? So you don't even have to do a thought experiment because I already did this. Like this was uh, when that Toria statue came out from uh, First Four Figures. It was like $500 and it was a four foot tall statue of fucking Knight or Torius. And these guys have a huge history of doing figures like this and they're very, very good at what they do. And no, of course I didn't do it. I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> and so, I have so, spent ridiculous money on Dark Souls. Yeah, so that's 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 what kind of what I was getting at is that Dark Souls is your favorite game by like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. whose favorite video game series is Assassin's Creed? Does that person even I, exist? I, I'm I'm assuming so. Like there was people. I don't know if you watched the Sony conference live, Brian, but they cut to these two guys in the conference after, I think it was the God of War demo, and they were literally, they stood up from the crowd and did the we're not worthy hands towards the screen. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? It's a trailer. Do you do this in front of to your screen when you watch something on YouTube as well? Like, what? Every time I turn um, on so yeah. God of War. <laughs> I'm sure this person exists. I just, I don't think that they are in a place where they can afford $800. <laughs> That's mean. I shouldn't say that. Like, just because you like Assassin's Creed doesn't automatically make you a poor, but Maybe it does. I don't know. <laughs> um, I do have I do have some good news. Uh, if you do decide to order this eight hundred dollars Assassin's Creed Origins Dawn of the Creed Legendary Edition uh, Collector's Dawn Edition Dawn of the Creed Dawn of the Creed. Oh my god! Um, that sounds is, like a Rocky movie. <laughs> it, it is offered with free shipping. Oh good, good, <laughs> good. I'm glad. Well, that's just built into the make price. That work. It's three hundred dollars worth of of crap, and then five hundred dollars worth of shipping. Yeah, probably. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, so. like this statue is like, like almost three feet tall. So, oh, it looks pretty impressive. Like they had it on the game GameSpot table, and it was it's huge and it looks really cool. Yeah, but not eight hundred dollars cool. No. It it definitely doesn't look eight hundred dollars worth of cool. Yeah. See, if I bought that, it would cost my marriage probably. So, <laughs> I can I can definitely see that. <laughs> there's there's un yeah unquantified costs involved with the eight hundred dollars. Brian Wade, tell me about what tunic is because I don't remember this one from the show. Uh, tunic is that little cute little fox uh, Zelda game where you play as a, you, oh, fox no, I Zelda as and you play as a no, fox. I'm, I'm interested. Um. I don't. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, other than I just. I think it's really. I think it's really cute and good looking. Um, and I'm excited to play it. Uh, it's it's actually been around for a little while. I think they showed it off last year, and it was called Secret Legend. Then you might remember it by that name potentially. Nope. No. no. Okay. It wasn't, well, it's wasn't. a. Uh, it's it's a it's it's just a little like a uh, little indie game, uh, isometric view, like. Really nice, like 3D, uh, like the, the the really colorful, cartoony 3D graphics. 
Oh, this and is it's adorable. Uh, is what yeah. this is. Mm. Yeah, and it's 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 like a Zelda. It's like a top-down Zelda. Yeah, this looks like. Ooh, I like the way the camera kind of tilts up as you engage in combat. That's kind of neat. Yeah, this looks really really good. You're even wearing a little green tunic, just like yep. just like Link. Yeah, apparently, um, I was uh, I was listening to the Giant Bomb E3 shows. Uh, they do these like giant shows uh, after the, after the show every day. Um, and they had a couple people who worked on or are uh, involved in the marketing for this game uh, on, and they were talking about how Secret Legend, like it was such a Teflon name that that's why they changed it, even though apparently like their SEO was super good on it. Like if if you ever just googled like Secret Legend, like this game came up a hundred percent of the time, but no one remembered the name Secret Legend because it's a bad name. Yeah, that is a kind of a bad name. So they went with Tunic, which I don't know if that's a much that's better not name, a, but it's yeah, at least it's not like a much better name. <laughs> it's it's at least like a little more evocative than Secret Legend, I guess. Mm-hmm. But whatever, like what whatever the name of it is, it looks really this, it looks really uh, fun and cute. This was on the PC game show. Have they talked about console releases for this at all? Uh, I don't know if they have or not. Uh, okay, I, I can actually say here. It is scheduled to launch in 2018 on Mac, Windows, and quote consoles. Okay, so uh, but there have been there have been no official not on which then. console the game will be released on. <laughs> yeah, because they're I'm, still I'm, working I'm gonna, those deals out. I'm going to tell you that this is a game that I would like to play on my Switch. I could see this being a game to want to play on your Switch. Absolutely. Maybe this wasn't the one. Was there another little Fox game? Uh, maybe I don't know. Because it's hard to find. You search tunic and you just get a bunch of people in tunics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to search was, um, tunic game. Yeah, I did that. It's easier it's still... if you go to, if you go to E3. Just if you go to YouTube, I mean, just do E3 2017 tunic and it'll take you right there. That's what I did for the link in the show notes. If you, anybody else wants to watch that trailer, because I had no idea what it was. There was one game that was showing, and I was, you know, this is different. This is different than one I. There's another Fox game, I'm sure. Um, and. <laughs> And I I commented just saying it's this is um it's tales from Sonic it's his it's his coming of age story how he got two tails because <laughs> it just looked like tales from Sonic. Um, okay, I'm, you know I who I'm doesn't watch. look like uh, tales from Sonic? Who? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm handing perfect segues to you, Vader. You're killing me. Spider Man does not look like two tales from Sonic. Tell me about Spider Man. <laughs> I'm saying who. <laughs> Spider-Man is next on your list. Tell me what Scott you excited about this game. Oh, I like Spider-Man. Um yeah. I'm going to I'm going to cut in real quick. The game Done. that you're thinking of was Super Lucky's Tale. Yes, that's what I was thinking. That looks stupid. Oh, yeah, that's the that was the sequel to the VR platformer game I yes. mentioned earlier that is no uh, longer in, in VR. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that looks silly. I think that game looks like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking when you said little fox. And um yeah, so this Tudor game you're right, it does actually look charming and I do, do want to play it now. And it's coming on Mac, so I might play it on my Mac. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do it, done. And before right, that, now, now tell us about, about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> um, it looked interesting. It looks, it looked very, like, the graf- graphic-wise, it looked very stunning and impressive. Uh, gameplay, it's hard to tell, because it was a very scripted tra- um, gameplay trailer. Yeah. So it's hard to say how, like, the reality... It's one of those cases where it's going to have like what was shown and in reality, and we're just we're going to be failing and falling over and being seen like straight away <laughs> the first time through. But 
um, I like that there was stealth, um, that you could be sneaky Spider-Man, and then you could be action Spider-Man as well. Um, you mentioned earlier before we started recording, Jeremy, the quick-time events you weren't a fan of. Um, I'm not a huge fan of quick-time events as well, if the, but if they're done well, the, the, they get a pass. Uh, it's when they're like you're not expecting them in the middle of a cutscene is when I don't like them. But in all the action, to me, for a Spider-Man game, it seems to suit because it's Spider-Man is he he goes off instinct. He got his spidey spidey senses tingle and he reacts, and so I kind of can see how that would tie in and and, and fit and make sense in the gameplay. So yeah, I know I, lo- I like the look of it. I, I like loved the uh, the stealth stuff. Yeah. It looked awesome. It looked the uh, and they didn't show a lot of it, but it looked like it'll have gadgets and things. So at one point, Spider-Man wraps up a dude and with his webbing, and then kind of hangs him—not like you know, hangs him, hangs him, but just kind of leaves him hanging from a uh, that by his neck, just like kind of like, oh, I'm stuck up here in this web thing, alive, isn't it? What I'm trying to say. But it attracts the attention of another dude, and uh, as the guy's walking over, Spider-Man like throws this thing against a like a wall and as the guy crosses it it spits out a uh oh yeah, that was cool um like a like a whatchamacallit like a web balloon basically and sucks him to the wall all safe and sound where he can't move which was just so fucking good it yeah. was just i mean some of the it, it just looked really really fun the combat looked very very like batman is like it's hard not to make that comparison when he's doing uh when he's like literally like doing counters and you know, interacting with the environment to do takedowns and things like that. But, uh, it's, I think it's a huge missed opportunity not to have your counter thing, your warning, you know, how Batman kind of like had the explanation point over his hand. Why don't you have the spider senses tingling when, when you're about to get hit? <laughs> that seems, did they just have that turned off? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? I don't know. Cause yeah, the, some of the, some of the UI couldn't tell, like that they were doing stuff. But I don't know. I couldn't see. It was on a small screen. I was watching it on, so maybe I just missed it. But I couldn't see how mm-hmm. he, the, the player was who was playing it was targeting on some of the things he was. I'm like, how did he aim for that? Um, but I may have not seen the, the actual. There might have been a target on the screen. But I don't know. Did you guys see that? Because there was a, times when he you'd use shooter's web, and I think it was like a crane or something, and pulled it and knocked mm-hmm. two dudes over. I love that stuff that you can use the environment. But again, I couldn't see how the player was actually aiming. So there's, yeah, there's there might be some um, UI stuff. So like when he's fighting the bigger guy towards the end of the, or towards I guess really the middle of the trailer before the big uh, you know set piece moment with the helicopter when the when the big guy jumps out of the helicopter and lands, uh, like you can see him as he's punching him back towards the edge. There's the stack of concrete behind him, and it has like a L two button basically that is highlighted. So at some point during your combo, you could hit L two and it would and Spider Man like did a thing and like hit him with the concrete. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that so, quick time stuff coming in. It was kind of a weird combination of uh, like the Batman combat and uh, Sleepy Dogs, which had those environmental interactions where you could. The one I remember the best is shoving a dude's head through an aquarium because that was just dope as hell. Like that was some of the best <laughs> stuff ever. Yeah, see the one I always the Poor one fishies. I always think of is like throwing the guy onto the swordfish. Yeah, that that one too. That's, did everybody just play the first ten minutes of that game and then just stop? Because that's no, dude. The I played the whole time. game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Spider-Man thing looked cool. I, you know, talking about the the cutscene at the end. It's. Um, the like this extended thing where you're kind of chasing down a helicopter the developers have gotten out and said like that's a lot more dynamic than it the video makes it look like the video makes it look completely scripted uh but i and again it's just a gameplay demo so you know 
a whole gallon of salt take it with but (laughs) that that kind of stuff worries me a little bit but also it doesn't put me off of playing the game so like i can i can put up with that stuff if the story is fun and if spider-man is not annoying and just based on like the the actor that they've got and kind of the interactions and the things they're doing spider-man wasn't annoying so i'm all in on a new spider-man game yeah and one of the things that i i really noticed while i was watching it is that like it looks like spider-man moving around like they really captured the whole like the the really fluid like like darting around and like being just just being more agile than his foes in general yeah, um, I just hope they get the the web swinging through the city working well because that can make or break a Spider-Man game. I want to be able to swing through a city fluidly without like falling and dying because that'd be a pain in the butt. Like you're swinging along and it just doesn't grip or something, and you just fall, and it's like, oh, that sucks. So yeah, hopefully it works well. It looks like it does. It does, and I'm I'm excited to see more of that game as it gets closer to release. Uh, I. I don't know, that game looks beautiful, and it's, you know, a lot of Sony stuff kind of made me start pricing out 4K TVs and PlayStation Pros and all that other stuff, so I think I'm just having an itch to spend a bunch of money on something lately. Like, I don't know what that is, where that's coming from, but... Feel free it's to because you're spending a bunch of money on things that you have to spend money on? Oh, maybe that's what it is, yeah. And like we're, that, that makes you want to yeah. buy something stupid. That's, yeah, that's actually, exactly. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of um, crazy things you're spending money on, how's, how's your... Uh, garden going vader your uh um, your pond your fish pond good i've got line and liner down i've got rocks and holding it down but i just need to start decorating it with the, all the rocks um i've been just too busy um helping my parents with their rental yeah. property so i've yeah i've been doing like 12 hour days this week um jeez coming home from work and then going straight to help my mom like most days this week so it's been pretty crazy but yeah so next week i'll be getting onto that and hopefully getting it progressed um so that was all of the stuff that we very much enjoyed out of e3 uh we we have a section here for uh, talking about some of the stuff that we weren't impressed with i uh i i guess i'll kick us off just to just to get it out out, out there but i felt like there's a overwhelming sense of kind of apathy towards this uh, towards all the conferences it seemed like none of the conferences had a real big surprise um didn't seem like anybody had the i don't know just like the like they had good games and that's really all you need from this conference but i think at a certain point like e3 has been so incredibly hyped that people are expecting world shaking announcements and it's it's got to be really hard for sony whose 2016 conference looked very very similar to their 2017 conference right like spider-man god of war <laughs> like they they announced those games last year and they just showed us a little bit more of them that days gone game all of that stuff so like i just kind of get a feeling of like i was really excited to watch the sony thing and i had fun watching it with all of our listeners and our friends and it just didn't pay off for me do, do you guys understand that at all yeah um, yeah for sure it's hard because we've got we've got great games coming out and we've had great games coming out but yeah there was just nothing new really mm-hmm. uh, and so there was no real surprises and the only surprise on there is on your disappointed list is <laughs> um, and it's not a new new game and so yeah it would have been nice to see something different but I guess we've been spoiled we've been so spoiled for choice this, this year already um, I guess there has to be a quiet patch at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll... what's the point in getting excited for anything when like there's still a million games from earlier this year to play? Yeah, and I so actually, I, I actually saw uh, someone 
um, on my Twitter saying that of like in a in a year where almost every single game has been huge, successful, and awesome, like E three has to almost be the inverse of that to have balance in the in the universe, yeah, right? Like it sure. can't it can't be that exciting all of the time. It will explode with excitement, <laughs> burn out. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I can understand it, but yeah, it was in general. I think the conferences were good, um, but yeah, and Sony's one was entertaining. But it, to be honest, my highlight from the Sony conference was the pre-show with the VR stuff. Yeah, same here, and the PlayLink and things like that. Uh, yeah, Mac Two, um, Mac Two. <laughs> I'll probably get it because it's cop. Um, yeah, where, where the hell's my my Bloodborne two at Sony? Yeah, we should probably touch on that. I uh, yeah, because that's what I everybody was, was expecting. I I was kind of I was relatively confident. That, I didn't think it would be Bloodborne two, but I thought we would see from software. In fact, I thought that that's for about the first ten seconds of the Shadow of the Colossus trailer. I was like, wait a minute, is this stuff weird from game? I'm about to- oh no no no, I recognize that tower. I know where we're at now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, nothing from From whatsoever, and uh, we've got something in the feedback about this about how Sony has specifically said, um, like, "Hey, we're we didn't we didn't play all of our cards at E3. Like, we're holding stuff back for PlayStation Experience, which they yeah. confirmed the dates of that, and also for you know TGS, which is something that they always do. And I don't know, so we could see something there. I've been crossing my fingers every year for the last five years that we'd get a Demon Souls remaster. People, I don't think it's going to happen. Stop tweeting about it. It's not. No. It's never going to happen. Well, Just go buy a PS3. <laughs> it's never going to happen. You all, you all saw the um, that picture that Josh put into our disc, um, Discord chat, E3 Discord chat. It was he, he copied it from someone else, but it was a little like pentagram, and they were trying to summon <laughs> the. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, see, great. <laughs> I called really it. Good. I called it that because the Xbox game in there, it, it threw the spell off. If they had a. <laughs> The rest were Sony items. If the, the Xbox One game, Xbox game wasn't there, it could have worked. <laughs> I'm trying to scroll back to find it, but couldn't they just replace that with like a copy of Demon's Field? Demon's Field, Jesus Christ, King's Field? <laughs> well, they, they should have, and it would have worked, I bet. Um, but yeah, yeah, but you're right, though. Um, Sony clearly weren't playing their cards. Uh, they, they spent time talking about their PlayStation experience. That's their specific conference. And there seems to be... In general, developers are listening to us and as gamers and knowing that we don't want a game to be announced three years in advance and then it <laughs> it finally come out. Um, the division, we're looking at you. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems like we're getting a lot more games being announced and coming out a lot sooner. Like that um, Rabbids and Mario game is coming out, what, in a two months' time, three months' time? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it doesn't come out like late August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's 29th of August, that's right. And that's, that's fantastic. That's what I want to see. And so I wonder if that's part of it, is that they're trying to not have games showing too much, too, too far in advance, and saving them. And from software like to do that anyway, so if they're not ready to show, maybe that's why there's no showing. Because they don't yeah. want to They want to keep that, that six-month turnaround when they announce to release that they've done in the past. We didn't, we didn't really talk about it, but the, uh, and we didn't really talk about any of their games, but uh, Bethesda did that. They basically, at the end of their conference, was like, yeah, everything that you we've talked about is coming out this year, so enjoy. And I think there's... That's I'm really, cool. really torn because I, the, the big, exciting stuff, you can't really do that with. Like, you have to hype it up for a year, but at the same time, those, those long marketing cycles just really wear me down on games. Like, I just get 
fucking tired of seeing them, especially AAA games. Like I can't tell you how many commercials of Mass Effect and Drama I saw, like sitting at a bar somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like it just you just get exhausted with even seeing yeah. it. And I'm, I know that's the way marketing is, and I'm more tuned into that stuff than uh, you know your non-gaming people. But still, like you just you just get worn out. Yes. Um, on that um, Bethesda thing, I'm I. Don't really, never really got into Skyrim. I kind of didn't like it. So Dark Souls won out for me. But I don't know, I'm kind of tempted. Do I want to play VR Skyrim or do I want to play Link Skyrim? <laughs> I'm not sure. You don't both look like Skyrim. trash. So, like, what trash can do you want to play? Is the question. I, I know. What trash can do I want to move in my living room? But it just <laughs> sounded. Fire? It just sounded fun. Like it sounded silly, and it may be worth a go just for the sake of it, so I can use my amiibo in Skyrim. It just sounded. It looked just so stupid that it might kind of be funny. But yeah, all of the Skyrim stuff looked really, really super dumb. Yeah, it did. Yep. But yeah, Brian, what about you? Are you? Uh, what, what's one of your disappointments for me three this year uh so i i on the dock i just put everything else uh that's not actually true um i just was, be, I, was I was being a little snarky um actually like I, I can't think of anything that i like i was honestly disappointed about um i just kind of was apathetic toward everything that wasn't the things that i actually got excited about <laughs> yep i can understand that so that's yeah. me well, that's an easy one. So we're not going to be super negative this time. <laughs> I guess. I guess to talk about, there was a little controversy around the uh, the one kind of big surprise announcement that Sony had, which was this uh, complete from the ground up remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, I, me and a couple of other people on Twitter seem to be kind of like wary of this, just because it that it's such a seminal game, like such an important game, like and it's a kind of a special game to me, and I know to a lot of other people that when you start changing things about it, like you, you really start questioning why, like why, what's the goal of changing the way that wander walks or controls and those kind of things. I don't think blue point's going to do a bad game on this. I don't think that that's going to be the real big question. It's just, is this going to be as fun to play as the original or as the HD remake? And does this new coat of paint on it and this re- reworking from the ground up really improve it? Like, are they the promised control imp- improvements and things? Or are, is it going to be worth it basically? And, I don't think we can answer that question yet, but I know like at the time when I saw what it was, I was beyond excited. And then I started watching the trailer closely and I was like, eh. but I know, you know, Cliff has in his defense is all into this. Like, he's like, I think it looks great. I think it controls bad from the begin with. And I'll, if they can improve that, that's, that's better for everybody. Agreed. So, who knows? And something else I've heard people comment is that this generation of Sony has the most non Sony players i don't know if that makes yeah a lot of old xbox 360 players have bought into the sony ecosystem now so they may have never played it um and it is a cult classic so it there may be room for the people who have never played to get into it um so yeah yeah and good and good for them right like that that's a good thing sorry brad go ahead i was saying i guess i guess like speaking of this shadow of the colossus remake uh i watched that trailer and man like the Colossus's animation seemed really clunky. I thought the Colossus looked outright bad, especially yeah. I, I it didn't seem like they that. were from the same game as as Wander. Dude, go go look at it. Like there are scenes where like you know the Colossuses are like swinging down at you. Like number three is swinging that giant like fuck off sword at you. And yeah, and it looks like it he's moving it about good. like four frames a second. 
<laughs> yeah, and it doesn't. It, it seems to have lost the sense of scale. But I, hit, I hesitate to even talk about that. But exactly what you were saying, Vader. Like, I, I, it's you know, how can you tell that when it's this fucking early? But like, I'm looking at the footage they released, right? Like, that's the only thing I can do, and I am not enthusiastic about what I see. So well, I guess that and just they just look different. Like they look different compared to what Wander looks like, which. I would say a good half of that game is spent around exploring that world and getting to know Wander and getting to know, you know, kind of experiencing that environment. And that's that if that's going to be that much of a difference, it'll be jarring and probably not as much fun to do. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I guess we do know from other games, just a slight change in, in mechanics, Dark Souls 1 to Dark Souls 2, uh, can change the gameplay a lot and put people off. Sure. And it's only very slight but it's enough to to make a difference. So yeah, you're right. It could be, it, yeah, it could make a big difference. But it may only make a difference for those who are fans of the original. New players may, may find uh, and, it. and that's absolutely the truth. Like so the people that play this for the first time, and it, I've had several people on Twitter tell me that. Right, like um, the lore hunter hasn't played this game yet. And Sean, I'm going to call you out. I sent you a copy of the game. <laughs> so, Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there I don't, I don't think he has a PS3 anymore. Up in the. Uh... In the feedback yeah is there okay I, I mean i didn't actually read anything i just copied and pasted so um, well, for <laughs> um, me it just made well, we can we can drop it there, then. the clunky version last year so i'm like dang it i could have just played the smoother version but i uh, yeah i probably won't play it well that's going to do us on e3 uh i hope you guys enjoyed this this was by no means meant to be a exhaustive exploration of everything in e3 if you want that I'm going to send you over to my, my buddies over at Twin Humanities who told me the other day that they recorded seven hours worth of podcast this week. Oh, and my going to release <laughs> a podcast per conference. Uh, so definitely go check those out. Um, but also, you know, thank you for listening to this one. We really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun for, for us to do. This is kind of a special episode. We're going to have a, another normal episode this week. So hopefully you don't get too tired of listening to us talk about video games. Um you can follow the podcast at dark insight pod. You can go to darkinsight.net to find old episodes and links to all of our host profiles, social media, all of our guests profiles and social media, basically anything at dark insight related. You can find at darkinsight.net. I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. I was joined by Brian Wade, who can be found on Twitter at Wade, Brian R and also joined by Vader Van Oden, who can be found at Vader Van Oden. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week with another great episode of Dark Insight. Here we Indeed. go, off the rails. Don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never know. Bad.